Howdy and welcome into Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you are here. If you're one of our normal listeners, we have a very special show today because this show is in conjunction with the Seat Conference from our friends over at Focus. If you are watching from the conference, welcome in to possibly your first episode of Forte Catholic ever. Uh, we had an absolute blast recording today. Uh, Liv Harrison and I uh, teamed up to record this episode, uh, and we did like a college edition. So it's kind of the normal show, normal segments, but we kind of go back in time a little bit. Uh, me, about a decade, and Liv, about 38 decades to go back to her time in college. We have an absolute blast. I hope that you guys enjoy the show. If you do, you can find Forte Catholic on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks. Well, hello there, and welcome into Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Olivia Harrison. How are you, Liv? Well, hello, Taylor. I'm great. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) So what this show is, for those of you who don't know, says you're either listening on the normal podcast feed, where you you can find Forte Catholic, wherever you can find it, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube, or you're watching this at the SEEK conference. So hello. So a year ago, uh, we were able to record live at SLS, which is on another one of Focus's conferences. And so Father Anthony and I were there. We were shoved into a very small van for some reason. And uh, we recorded live at the conference. But, you know, conferences don't exist anymore. At least the way that, you know, with people and that sort of thing. So uh, <laughs> Seek is online this year. And they said, hey, do you want to be a part of this again? And I said, sure. And I asked Liv about it. And the reason that she's acting so prim and proper, regular listeners of the show <laughs> will know that that doesn't sound like Liv, is because she knows that she has to extra behave today. So <laughs> Liv, thank you for being here. And thank you for behaving so far. Uh Anything for you, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we want to do a little bit of introductions. This is actually kind of nice because, like, obviously we have to introduce ourselves for new listeners who are listening at the SEAT conference. But also, like, we haven't introduced ourselves <laughs> in a very long time on the <laughs> I mean, show. Have we ever? We just... I don't know. I, people are probably like, is that your mother? Who is that, anyway? <laughs> right, yeah. Know yeah I mean, I the age, the age See, works out. I gave that one uh, to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's one of those things where it's like, I just kind of... If you, if you listen to the show, you kind of know us, right? Or maybe. it's just like you, you kind of dive in and it's just like these are just people making fun of each other and then maybe talking about Jesus towards the <laughs> end, you know, something like that. So you kind of figure it out. Uh, but I, I do think it's kind of funny, like having ha- like having a public show. What do people know about us? Ooh. And some people know if, – if, if there are some people who are crazy enough to have listened to all 223 episodes. And those people know me better than, like, my kids do. <laughs> Like, like legitimately, well, they know me better. Tiny, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> right. I have an eight-year-old son named Chris. I have a six-year-old daughter named Maggie, and a three-year-old daughter named Felicity. And she's my favorite. And she's also Liz. <laughs> she's favorite. a cutie pie. Um, so I love them uh, all. I really do. So I mean, but if if you're just listening the first time, you like it's always funny to me for people who just like randomly listen to an episode. Like, what do you think about us? So I, I, I'm Taylor Stroll. I'm the president of Forte Catholic, which is a, a Catholic nonprofit all about evangelization. So, uh, you know, when we used to 
have events in person. Like I would travel the country and speak and lead worship for, uh, you know, par- uh, parish events or conferences and that sort of thing. Uh, and then I also did like this show and digital, digital outreach. And now, I, not, you know, ever since the world shut down, everybody wants to do digital outreach. So I'm also helping and producing other people or helping other people produce their online content. Like you, Olivia, you have a podcast called talk to me and I produce that. You do. Uh, and it's it's a slog, I gotta tell you. Uh, <laughs> it's your favorite. <laughs> Actually, I've given you a, a, good a nice long a good break, show. so I'm letting you right. I'm letting you recover from my first season. <laughs> yeah, boy, and boy, those last few weeks I needed a couple of months to recover. <laughs> it was, it was um, but that's who I am. So I, I, I I'm I'm. I always get this mixed up. I, I used to, like I have said multiple times at a conference, I am the husband of three and father of one. It's that but reversed. <laughs> we don't believe husband in that. Of one, yeah, no, not any father, longer. Father of three. Uh, the other two women don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they know. Uh, <laughs> no, hus- husband of one, father of three. There there uh, I, I grew up in the grew up in the church. Thought it was super boring until I had a conversion. So now it's one of those things where I'm just trying to make the church fun again. I'm trying to bring the joy of the gospel back to the church. That's who I am. Who is Olivia, lovingly known as uh, Olivia Eugene Harrison here <laughs> on, on the show? show yes. Yes. Uh, Taylor is a giver. He is just so selfless. So. I'm like the giving tree and you've cut me down to Basically. the stump. <laughs> I like to say that Taylor is the little brother I never asked for because I have three brothers and apparently God thought, but we want to give you one more. And that's kind of our relationship. It's very sibling. If, uh, if you continue to listen, but my name, well, it, I, I think it's more like mom and son. Oh no, like it's not. I gave that to you today. I'm being so kind. It is definitely like sister at college and infant in a diaper. So anyway, um, that is Taylor and I, but my name is Liv Harrison, and we actually met at a conference, Taylor and I, and that's kind of how we got our start. Uh, I am a speaker. I'm an MC. I was MCing that conference that I met Taylor at, and I do have a podcast called Talk to Me with Liv Harrison, the best producer in the world. Just happens to be Taylor Schroll. He has a great ear. That is true. I have two, actually. You do. You have two of them. Use both. Only one only, works. <laughs> I only pay for one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It, the double ear package costs a lot. A lot. More. <laughs> and, by, and by that, I mean my husband pays for all the things i am married your husband's like you know he, he has he's, he's works and makes lots of money he made more money than anyone listening to this in a day than most of us will in our entire lifetime i, I am it's a very shady character <laughs> i'm married to <laughs> jeff bezos um i'm married to a guy named nathan we're high school sweethearts anyway and he's very kind. But I do have two kids. I have a son that, by the time this airs, is 18. So that's weird. And he's a senior. And I have a daughter who's 10. <laughs> so and a fifth yeah. grade. <laughs> I just realized that people watching this at Seek, like, we're joking that you're my mom. I am not. Like, you're literally the age of their parents. They're all 18. But they want to <laughs> hang out with me and not their parents. <laughs> that's the difference. Right, exactly. That sounds like a recipe for someone to get arrested. <laughs> it's fine if you're 18 and you graduate high school. Like, we can hang out and be friends. Other than that, no. So, anyway, I do a lot of youth ministry and young adult. But I also do radio, and I have a women's conference called Genius Women's Conference. And that sounds like a lot of things. So, anyway, and I do this show out of the kindness of my heart. This is basically me volunteering right now. Like, I feel like this is in the, uh, I'm, I'm fulfilling part of the Bible at this moment. Yeah, so this is just for well, me to get I to mean, heaven. It, 
it doesn't count towards getting to I heaven it when it's court mandated service projects. <laughs> I think I'm going to die and Jesus is going to be like, we've been waiting. Like this is, you did all the time that we asked you to do. So thank you for getting me out of purgatory. Thank you, Taylor. So, yeah. So for those of you who have never heard the show before, I have a rotating group of co-hosts. I do not have to deal with Liv every week. I put out a show once a week, but I well, I have a co-host uh, every week, but they only have to come on once a month. So it's not only it's, it's you, it's Allison Sullivan, who's a speaker here uh, locally, uh, Bearded Blevins, who's the brother of Ninja, like that ninja, the one who's the one you know, that you're thinking breaks of, the world. That guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you hear the word ninja, and it's not a person with a throwing star, <laughs> but if it's a person who streams on Twitch, his that brother, guy. and then also uh, the coolest priest in the world, Father Anthony Sharapa uh, in Pittsburgh, uh, and three of those four are doing this as court-mandated service projects to get out of their criminal <laughs> activities. Man, and I, you keep telling me you won't stamp my paper, and I bring it in all the time, and you're like, no, I'm not counting. <laughs> he makes me wear well, an orange vest. It's, it's whenever quarantine is over. I'll be like, you know what? I'll stamp it in person whenever, whenever this is over, which is I'm gonna, which will be I'm never. I'm going to give you the biggest bear hug when this is over. You're going to be like, stop. He's going to love it. <laughs> So uh, I, what I so that's a little bit about who we are. Uh, so to kind of kick off the show, uh, I was like, it would be fun to talk about, like, because like to we're joking that you're old, but like two college students at this conference, I'm super old. I'm 31 <laughs> years old. I'm married. I have three kids, yeah. and they're all your sons. Yeah, age, you exactly, know? Like, exactly. You have more <laughs> so kids if than I'm me. I'm old. You're, way old. You're, you're like, oh, lives like the grandma I never uh, met. Whatever. She passed away before I. I can <laughs> out energize anybody. And you are way older than me in so many ways. But yes, you are old, Taylor. We're both old compared yeah, to these kids. Wisdom, so cool. knowledge. I'm. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so I was like, well, let's go back. Let's go back and, and uh, let's reminisce about college Taylor and college Liz. Okay, wait. So I, Before we do this, would we have been friends in college? I want you to think about that whilst we're sharing our college. 100% no. Uh, we already <laughs> know that. Think about it. You're not even going to take no. a moment to think. <laughs> Why Why discern something I know the answer to? It's like that whole perpetual sermon. Oh, should I date this person? I don't know. Just go take him out on a date. Stop thinking about it. Would I have been friends with Liv in college? No. no. Maybe out of pity oh. or out of like love of neighbor, I would have been like, oh, God requires me to be nice to this Taylor, person. But I wouldn't have liked it. You would have been my best friend. Okay, go ahead. Talk no about way. college. I want to no hear way. about No, I was like Taylor. six when you were in college. So, uh, I mean, but did they even have college like were women allowed to go to college we fought hard when you were we fought, i remember marching with the signs yeah <laughs> <laughs> i got all out of my wagon you know and i told pa to drop me off in front of the capitol <laughs> building yeah taylor it was just like that so i took a horse to cut well i did go to texas tech so i could have taken a horse to college <laughs> that's in lubbock texas for anybody that wants that to moment that you're joking about your life and then you realize that it was true <laughs> Did I have a horse in college? I could have. <laughs> I mean, it is West Texas, so that could have been true. But no, yeah, I went to college when they had electricity. Yeah, we did. Now, I'll tell you this. Wow. We did not have Facebook when I was in college. So how's that? Does that does that make me old for you, Taylor? Or a cell phone? I did have a car phone that was like a Tom Cruise movie that was like, like cemented to, what is this called? Like the stick shift. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that you look at the imaginary thing that you're imagining that only you can see with your mind eye, and you said, what is this? Like, we're going to be able to help. I know. So, yeah. Uh-huh. So, I, I had one of those. I had a car phone, but it wasn't connected. But I would pretend that I would talk on the car phone when I was driving to Lubbock, because it was a 10-hour drive from Houston, which now I can do an eight. But, um, yeah, so I didn't have a so cell So, we were phone. talking about your criminal record, but now you're <laughs> getting into, like, you're like, you know, it's time for the asylum record. Stop. Stop. I, I, I grew up in college with chat rooms and no cell phones. And uh, I'm trying to think of what else has changed dramatically. Those are the two biggest things, like having a cell phone and having like actual like social media. But yeah, other than that, we yeah, we went there and I had a computer tailor. <laughs> so, and it wasn't like with a floppy disk. Like You don't even know what that is. Okay. <laughs> I do, but no one watching does. <laughs> it was a real, what was it? It was a compact. It was a presario. And uh, the five founders of compact lived in my neighborhood, actually. Now that's Hewlett Packard, HP. Everybody has, like, I don't know. Nobody has No that one now. knows any of these words. This is a this strange tangent we've This is something to make now. people, like, go and learn. I'm teaching, I'm teaching the people, Taylor. <laughs> Come here, kids. I'm going to teach you about compact. <laughs> and how to churn butter in your That's dorm room. spelled with a Q. Try it to was. figure out where the Q is. That's right. Uh, Look at you. So you are old, Taylor. So that was my <laughs> college experience. No, I mean, I don't know. So there you go. So you were you were at Texas I Tech. Was. Little, little old live at 18 years <laughs> I old. I was 17. What, um, I was actually 17 what, in college. What year was this? What year was your freshman year in 1995. College? And I was 17 because I started school when I was four. So I was young. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to do. I grew up in Louisiana. They were like, I don't know. <laughs> what could these kids so, do? Pick up pecans or go to school. And I was like, great, I'll do that. Uh, so what did you study in college? Oh, so many things, Taylor. But I did graduate in three and a half years. This is a funny story. I graduated in three and a half years. But the first year of college, I came home. And my father is 100% Italian from New Jersey, okay? His parents are both from Italy. I come home and I had a 1.9 as my overall grade point average for the entire year. Not a class, not a semester, a whole year, okay? Freshman year. I don't know how to do yeah. that. Like, I never had below a 3.5. Like, I don't know how to get a 1.5. Well, guess what I was I doing? I could possibly think about What do you this. think I was doing instead? Picking pecans, getting in trouble, <laughs> being in insane asylum, probably in jail. Taylor. Riding a horse. I'm an extrovert. I was, I loved the dorm. I was like, this is a 24-7 party. I would just go door to door to door to door until people would go to sleep and they kick me out and I go to the next room. Like, I loved the dorm. I would just like, and so finally I would end up in a friend's room and she would be getting ready for her eight o'clock and I had an eight o'clock class too but I would go to bed after she got dressed and I would sleep all day and then do all that again and so I come home with a 1.9 and my father lost his mind okay very Italian lots of words I can't say on this podcast and he was like let me explain this to you because I didn't have to pay for anything I'm talking I had it all right like anything and he was like I will give all of your money to anybody else at that flipping school if you ever come home with anything less than a B. And I was like, and he was like, Liv, I'm going to go to the financial aid line. I didn't even know what a financial aid line was. And he was like, I'm going to go to the financial aid line and I'm going to find a kid and I'm going to give that kid all of your money. And that kid's going to go to college because you don't know what the blah, 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 lots of words. And so then I had a dilemma. I had an ethical dilemma. I was like, well, that kid could have a free college education. Like, I should let my dad. 
Can you not see that happening in my head? I was like, Yeah, Liv is the classic people pleaser. Yes. Where she's not sure whether she wants her dad to be happy with exactly. her or the random person she met yeah. with. Yeah, I was like, I mean, this is that kid's best day. I was like, Dad, let's go find that kid. And then my dad was like, What are you? flipping stupid and yeah and that was a really fun conversation however i did graduate two and a half years later and i graduated with 3.7 so thank you very much i was then on dean's list ever since and presence list and all the things but that was because i then decided to go to school so go to school kids i'm so thankful <laughs> that you told that story just because like in the history of our friendship i've never heard you do any impersonation of anyone. I do impersonations and all you the just time. impersonated your dad, and it was hilarious. <laughs> it was so good. I love that, and I want you to like talk like that all the voices. time. I do voices. I do actually. I do. I do a lot of voices. I don't know if you know that, but I do. I can no, do almost no, any no, accent. No, I gave you the that win. Don't done. fail by doing the rest. Thank of you, them. Taylor. <laughs> I'll I'll slip them in from now on. So it's funny because I was like the whole we didn't we didn't talk beforehand about these stories we we're just like oh let's just talk about you know like who we were in college how we grew they're like I, like one of my questions was going to be like oh what were some of your flaws like your freshman <laughs> year that you worked out later you answered that question super easy by saying like you led college by saying i got a 1.9 <laughs> my freshman i did year. i think i got a 4.0 my freshman year i believe that i was you're a good kid i was uh I was a, an athlete, I was in ministry, and I was in all of my classes. And I got like a 4.0, maybe a 3.99, something like that. What a but, nerd. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? I was just, I've, I've just always been more successful than Liz. That's true. Uh, and I wasn't doing anything cool. Like, it's not like I was out like partying and like at a rave. I was literally in the dorm talking to people. <laughs> like, yeah, weirdo. that totally sums us up. Of course you were like amazing. So, okay. Tell me about more of Taylor. Like, tell us something interesting, Taylor. Like we get it. You're smart. You're athletic. We, okay. We know. Yeah, I'm amazing. What else do you want to know? <laughs> You're like, and those are my college stories. <laughs> yeah. And that's all I've got. <laughs> so here's what I learned about myself uh, my freshman year. You know, you were just a bad student. I, I had students I was down. But uh, like both of us are extroverts. And I, I've always been super extroverted. And I didn't realize about my – it had to be pointed out to me by my friends in college. You know, like it's one of those things that like when you live together all the time – you get to know people very much, right? Where it's like, they, and, and like, I don't know about your friends, but my friends, they were very honest when it came to their compliments about how awesome I was and very honest about when they were like, Taylor, you need to stop it. <laughs> like about everything, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And here, here's what I noticed about my, uh, the, one thing that I like vividly remember was that like I being so extroverted, anytime I walk into a room, I can own the room. I could walk in and I'm telling stories and I'm the loudest and I'm the most, you know, like my hands are going everywhere. Like I'm owning whatever room that I'm in. And I realized that I thought that was a huge benefit. And I was being the life of the party and I was making everybody's day. But what I didn't realize is that it just shut everybody up, right? Yeah. Like nobody else got the chance to like talk or, or uh, like ha have input or these sorts of things. And like during my freshman year, it was like, we had like our, uh, are like yeah. What do you what do you call it? What, what, what's the introduction to college called? It's been a long time. <laughs> like your um. Well, now that you asked, I didn't even go oh to a and and I'm thinking I was gonna say fish camp, and I'm like I didn't even go to a and Like orientation. Orientation. Yes, I was I like win. indoctrination, okay. indoctrination. It's not indoctrination. <laughs> I was like, we didn't even go to a and Either one of us. Why are these words coming to me? All those Aggies. So at orientation. Orientation. Like. 
so we had one like our like I had my orientation, then I was like helping with orientation the next Oh, okay, year. you were one of and those. My, my, yeah, my my friend, you know, because like obviously the school wants to put their best obviously. Uh, so uh, they invited my friends, and I got to tag along. So I, I was there at orientation, and my friends were saying like, okay, like you know, w- last year when you're meeting new people, like you were, you got nervous, and you just talked the whole time. Like, can you try to just like not chill? <laughs> and I was like, oh, and that was like the first time that I realized like, oh, like I. I like this thing that I thought was a gift and like is a gift, like being extroverted and like being, you know, funny and, and like being able to talk to people to kind of, you know, make make connections and all these sorts of things like is a gift. But it could also be something that kind of brought me back. And I, I realized that like in high school, it was like. Like my whole life, I had been that person that took somebody <laughs> who loved me to be like, hey, sometimes you can like step over people. And I'm like, yes, I enjoyed it. And they're like, you probably shouldn't, you know? And so, you know, it kind of, it, it still takes a while. It still slips up every now and then. That, that was the first time that I had, like, the realization that, like, oh, I should, like, let other people talk. <laughs> you know? I should rein that in. <laughs> right. And, and, and I've since, like, read books about, like, good leaders and good oh, leadership. Yeah. Where it's, like, they always say that, like, the best leaders are people who come in and they make you feel like you're the most important person in the right. room. Right. Like that's, that's somebody that people want to follow where like people who are think they're leaders and are striving for leadership are like, they want everybody to know that they are the best person <laughs> in the room. And, uh, you know, it took a little bit for that transition to happen. And obviously, you know, we can all still slip back into that, but that was one of the big things that I learned, uh, there in college. Um, one of the other ones that one of the things that I learned that uh, like in high school, I never stood up to anybody in authority. Ever. You like like I would I would like avoid authorities like they were like, hey, okay. you have to stay at school and I would just leave school. <laughs> but I never like directly confronted okay. people to where like one of my biggest regrets in life. So uh, when I when I played football in high school, I had surgery uh, in, in the summer before my senior year. And so I couldn't like I literally got my body cut open to fix a huge problem where I could have died immediately and they had to fix the problem. So I missed a few weeks of two a days uh, right before my senior year. And my coaches just blackballed me. They were like, oh, you're not, you know, you skipped two days. I was like, I was being cut open. <laughs> like uh, I didn't skip. I was preventing my own death. Right. And uh so they just blackballed me and like here i was like one this of the best athletes year? in the state senior year and they yeah. did that to you yes i was one of the best Jeez. athletes in the state and they're just like you're not going to see the field because you skipped two a days to the point where like i came back after missing a month of not being able to walk and i was the second fastest person on the team at practice that day and they're like you skipped two days you're out of shape and i'm like no i'm not <laughs> like if i'm out of shape what are the other 60 people behind can you me see doing them? You, know? you can see them right <laughs> like they're here right. and i just i just never stood up to them i was just like oh like they're leaders they know what's best you know like they're whatever uh you, like to be a good person to be a good christian to be a good whatever i have to like be you know be like submit to leadership right um and i never pushed back at all and then when I got to college, I, I like I had a lot of situations. So I went to a Catholic school that wasn't very Catholic, like didn't have good Catholic identity. There was a lot of very not Catholic things being taught, even in the theology program and all kind of it was just kind of a weird thing to where like it like in college was where I learned how 
I first learned the lesson that I could push back against authority. And then after about a year of that, I learned how I could push back on authority respectfully <laughs> <laughs> and, tr- and, and actually work towards like the goal that I was trying to yeah, get. Right. Yeah. So like my first realization when I'm a freshman kind of in that sophomore year was like, you're wrong. And this is dumb. <laughs> like, like, so I, it was, I was like learning. I was like, I need to stand up for myself when I or, or stand up for anything. Like, p- like there were people in my classes teaching like heresies as church teaching. They're like the Catholic church teaches blank. And I'd be like, no, it doesn't actually. <laughs> you know, like, you know, and and like I kind of ruffled a lot of feathers and I made all of my teachers hate me. And then over the course of that, I was like, OK, like I don't agree with what's going on and I need to step step up to this and kind of stand up to this. But I can do it in a way, you know, like I, I just hear my mom in my head like you catch more. I forget what the bug is. You flies. catch more flies with honey, honey than vinegar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To where it's I like, wrote that you know, back I can in 1812, use... so that was mine. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was during the war. It was. That war. I, I was embroidering it as I made the American flag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were on one of my coins. I That's am, where I, I recognize you. That's true. From. That is. You're welcome. <laughs> but but that was that was it, where I was like, okay, like I can, because a lot of people, you know, so here, you're a lot of college students, you know, watching this, and it's like, super on fire about your faith you're at this yeah, conference right. you love it you love it you're right. loving your faith and you're gonna go home you're gonna be like yeah i want to fight for my faith and it's like it's one of those things where it's like okay that's a good notion but what is the primary goal that you want to achieve here you want people to grow closer to christ you want people to stop sinning like whatever what is the best method to achieve that right and i think so often when we're literally young, you know, uh, me in high school, me uh, starting college, and as I'm starting to become an adult in college, right, was where I started learning, like, you know what, through a lot of trial and error, that like, okay, I can, I can, I can do other things. I don't have to just look like I'm fighting and berating people, or even just arguing to get the, to get the, the thing that I wanted. And ultimately, long story short, we can't get into it. I got one of those heretics fired. (gasps) And it was it wasn't until <laughs> it wasn't until I started using the honey and not fighting back because like essentially she was preaching heresy. Oh my god. And I started like not arguing with her, but like, you know, I raised my hand and started we had a discussion and I was had a dissenting opinion. I was like, actually that's not what the church teaches. This is what the church teaches. And she started yelling and berating me. And I was able to keep quiet. Oh, nice. Instead of doing what I did like two years before and just kind of like arguing and kind of, kind of, yeah. kind of escalating and all these things. I was able to just be quiet. And she kicked me out of the class. And it, was, it wasn't teaching the heresy because that wasn't – no one teaching heresy was getting fired. But it was how she treated me that got her That's fired. And there we go. A heretic got fired from a Catholic school because I was nice about <laughs> it. <laughs> because I was nice. Did you end up graduating from that college? I did. I, 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 I that was a, a a big thing of discernment. It's like, well, do I stay here yeah. and like learn where I have to fight for my faith, or do I go somewhere that's super Catholic, you know, like Fr- Franciscan or somewhere with a great Newman Center, like a lot of the you know schools at, at Focus uh, have? And ultimately, I decided, you know, I'm gonna stay here and fight. And I grew a lot through it. Um, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a little break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna play one of our favorite games that we've created here. It's called freestyle preaching, where the two of us have to uh, come up with sermons, uh, minute-long sermons, on the spot. And then uh, at, at the end of the show, we'll come back to our college experiences. So do not go anywhere. 
Hey there. I hope that you're enjoying the show so far. If you are, please hit that like button, subscribe button, wherever you are watching or listening to this. Search Forte Catholic wherever you listen to podcasts or over on YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic. It would mean a bunch to me. Thanks. You're the best. I think you're cool, but Jesus loves you more than I do. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Olivia Newton-John. And uh, so what we're going to do now is we're going to play one of our favorite games here on the show. This is a game that I've been playing in my personal life for a while. We started playing it about a year ago on the show, and it's called Freestyle Preaching. So uh, both of us have worked in, in youth, and adult, youth and young adult ministry for quite some time. We've both given a thousand talks, and it's one of those things where like, sometimes you know, your youth minister or your, your campus minister, sometimes they're really prepared. And they really know what they're going to say. Sometimes your pastor, he really prays about his homily and he, he studies and he has like these deep things. And then other times it's like a random Sunday and he, you know, your pastor was out a little late with his friends the night before. Or your youth minister had a little bit too much to drink. You know what? Something like that. And their preaching wasn't quite as prayerful or as prepared as they may like or as they may pretend <laughs> so that's <laughs> essentially what this game is because we've both been doing this for such a long time that what we what we try to do is uh, we each give each other three words and we have to then preach for 60 seconds and include those three words into the preaching and we are going to do this uh, uh college style so it's our college themed <laughs> freestyle preaching forte catholic right here with me and Liv. Liv, would you like to go first preaching or would you like me to go first? Oh, God. I, I tell you what, I'm more nervous about doing this than I think anything else I do. That's why I love <laughs> this game, because it makes my co-host uh, really know. uncomfortable. It does. It's like, oh, my gosh. I, I, I'll do whatever you want, Taylor. I will. I will. I can. Either way, I'm prepared. I'm prepared either way. Okay. I said either and either. Either <laughs> and either. And you put that out into the ether. So uh, <laughs> here's your three words. You ready for this? Okay. I'm going to give you your three words, and then you have about a split <laughs> second to think about it, and then we will start the timer. Oh, God. Are you ready? <laughs> your words yes. are Raider, because you were a Red Raider, Texas Tech. Because I went to Tech. Raider, <laughs> dorm, and social media. Wait, what is the topic overall, though? That's for you to decide. Three, Jesus? two, <laughs> and one. Hello, everyone. It's Seek. Welcome. I'm just kidding. First of all, I want to say that what is incredible about living on campus in a dorm is that you can literally find anyone from any walk of life. Whether you are really into your school and you're like, yes, I'm so for the Red Raiders if you go to Texas Tech and you're just like one of those diehards, you know, or if you... Forgot what the other word is besides Raider and Dorm. What was the other word, Taylor? It's to sound like a real homily. <laughs> you're not going to tell me what it was? Nope. I'm just going to make up uh -huh. things? And you're eating ramen? And <laughs> I'm trying to think of like college things. You can meet a lot of people in the dorm. I think I learned more about myself as a person. Not maybe quite as much about Jesus, but I did learn this. I learned how to talk to other people about Jesus because of the dorm and because I was such a good Red Raider and that third word. 
<laughs> that was exactly a minute, which is impressive in itself. You argued with yourself totally about the forgot. premise of the segment, which you're not supposed to do whilst giving a sermon. Um, <laughs> the second word that you were looking for was dorm, which you said four times. The third. Oh, I said it like 12 the times. Third, the third word was social media. So you did not. Social media. Uh, you know what you did? I'm going to go ahead and grade that as a 1.9. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. See, I didn't have social media in college, so therefore that's why I put in ramen. Right. <laughs> Okay. All right. I didn't well, know. I'm going to show you guys so how this funny. is done. Please give me three, okay. three, three words. That <laughs> I need to write it down. Father Anthony writes them down. I think literally I think all of us do. Too. We've all been doing this <gasps> for a long time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Wait. I want to do over. <laughs> you can't. It's too late. Everyone has seen you. Oh, man. That's not new and different. Okay. Are you ready? I've been ready for a long time. I don't know why you're stalling for me to go. Backpack, gas station burrito. Laundry. All right. Ready? Pretty college Yeah. <laughs> so back when I was in college, I had to learn how to do laundry. I had never done laundry in my entire life. My mom always took care of it for me. So I had to, like, learn how to do it. You know, I had to YouTube it. I had to call my mom. And then, and then it was one of those things where, you have, like, in the dorm, you have to argue with everybody because somebody's trying to wash and you're trying to wash and there's only one washer and dryer for a whole – flight of stairs at least that's how it was at my school uh but you know like some things i was growing in some things i was staying the same like i was still going to be that guy that ate the gas station burrito but ultimately like i, I a lot of things stay the same because we really are who we are like god made us a certain way but he also calls us to grow so like what are the tools that you're going to put in your backpack after after this conference to go home and, and grow, and grow as a man, grow as a woman, grow as a Catholic, grow as a disciple. What are, like, I learned how to do laundry. Did you learn how to pray this weekend? Did you learn how to really enter into Mass? Did you learn that you needed to go to confession because you're a terrible person you haven't gone in many, many years? Like, what are those things that you can put in your backpack, take home with you from this conference to be a better Catholic man or woman of God? That's how you do it! I believe. I believe! Uh, you changed my life! <laughs> I wasn't sure, but that was it. Thank you, You're Taylor. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm a pro at this. I, this you are. You are a pro. We're getting the grades that we both got in college. That's true. 3.99. 3.99. You're Coming right. from the kid that it, got it a It could have been a little better. Like, I kind of got off to a little rocky start. You it can, could have. You can dock point zero one points for that. The burrito you kind of just, like, shoved in. But I'll take it. I'm taking it. It's fine. And, I mean, seriously, is there anything better than a gas station burrito? There is not. All right. Are you ready for your words? I get another chance. I, I'm giving you a chance. Like college? Is, so I can redeem your, myself? This is your sophomore year. After, after, this is after sophomore you, after year. After your dad talked to you in that Italian accent and said, Olivia, <laughs> what the flip is wrong with you? <laughs> he's talked to you now. He's gotten the, he's, give, he's given you okay. the, the pep talk. Okay. And now you get a yeah. chance to redeem yourself. So here we go. Okay, I'm forgetting the financial aid kid. This is just me. Got it. All right, here we go. Lexio Divina. 8 a.m. class and report cards. Okay. The biggest mistake I made in college was that I signed up for 8 a.m. classes. <laughs> You've got to know yourself. You need to prepare yourself in the best way possible. So that means you need to set yourself up for success. Every time I scheduled an 8 o'clock 
I never made it. Like, let's be honest. My report card absolutely reflected that, you know? I remember that I was one night at, oh, I don't know, some type of spaghetti dinner thing where I loved at the student center, the Catholic student center. They would like, they would entice us with free food. It was always pasta, which I thought, oh, this is so fancy. And then I grew up as an adult and I was like, oh, it's because pasta is like 38 cents a box, you know? So I would have these, these spaghetti dinners and I'm there and I knew I had an eight o'clock, but I was like, I'm going to stick out, like stick around and just stay here and the entire night was on Lexio Divina and I had never heard of that before and not only did I stay but then I joined a small group and it literally changed my life and I learned not to have any more eight o'clocks and then you could see that on my report card when I started getting good grades so remember that know yourself put yourself in success and go to those free dinners because you might learn something that uh that you didn't know before in your faith that is how you MC a conference here's the thing I love that you always there's a very good job much better than Thank the first you. one. I, that was me. It's because I got lost in my head the first yeah. time about what is the other word? <laughs> so you got a 1.9 Sorry, everybody. I was rusty. By the time you graduated, you had a, you know, a mid three. So now you're at about, like, you got a good grade now. So you're at about a 2.4 now. Like, we're, we're slowly oh, going up the scale. Oh, come on. No, you did good. You did good. Um, okay. All right. President's list, at least. I, I, it is hard to recover from a 1.9. Let me just say that. Okay, everybody. <laughs> Not everybody can do that. Well, I'm proud of you. you you've, you've done us all Thank a you. great service. So, uh, but again, we got to see if I, if I can get, if I can uh, upgrade to that 4.0. So, uh, we're, last one. Last one. Then we're moving on to our final segment. What you got for me? You ready? I am. Note cards. Micro fridge. Did you have those? Yes. Do you know what yeah, that yeah. is? Okay, 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 good. And, oh, I want to change it, actually, now. Can I do, like, um, oh, the soft serve. You know, like, all the cafeterias always had, like, a soft serve yeah, machine. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. So back in Olivia's day, they used to have these things called note cards. Now we have cellular devices that we can, you know, write, write, our, uh, write our notes on here. Uh, I, one of the greatest things that I did in high school was in, uh, to cheat on tests, I would write, the, I would write in, instead of writing note cards, I would write on my leg because, you know, what's the teacher going to do? Ask to see your leg? Like, that's illegal. They can't do that. So that's why I wrote the answers. But after I had my conversion and I got into college, I was, I was trying to, to change my life, right? So here I am in my, in my dorm, and I had, you know, I had all kinds of things in my mini fridge. Uh, so college students, what is in your mini fridge at home in your dorm? Is it something that is uh, giving you life or something that's uh, making you a little hazy, right? So, like, that's something in the physical sense. But, like, what about what about you? Like, are, are you a mini fridge or are you a large fridge like me? I'm large and very cold-hearted. <laughs> but what, 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 are you, what are you filling yourself with? Like, is it the stuff that's going to bring you life? Is it the stuff that's going to uh, – or is it the stuff that's going to make your life a little bit worse? Uh, there's a story actually from when I was in college. Uh, I started working at two places, Chick-fil-A and a, uh, a, 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 a retreat center. Both places had soft serve, like ice cream, to where you would like make the cones, right? When you first started doing it, you were really bad at it. Like, you know, they're supposed to look all pretty, like they do in the commercials, and they're just like a plop of ice cream, like sitting in the cone. <laughs> That's terrible, right? But with practice, and, and like for me, a, a large person, kind of brutish, like I, it took a lot of like finesse to get it to be able to <laughs> be able to be perfect. And by the time I left Chick-fil-A, I had perfected the craft. And when I was, and when I was working and serving the Lord at, at this retreat center, the kids loved it. I was able to take this thing that meant literally nothing from my previous life, making ice cream cones, and I was able to bring joy to these kids by making them, like, 
18 like swirls high ice cream cones that were perfect. So even if there's things from your previous life, from like before your conversion, from, from, from before this conference, God still wants to use all of that stuff. God can make take all things and work them for the benefit of his uh, great glory. One of my favorite Bible verses is from Genesis 50, 20, where uh, Joshua is meeting, not Joshua, Joseph. Joseph, the guy with the many colors. There's too many J's in the Bible. It's very confusing. Sorry, Jesus. And he's meeting his brothers, and it's the moment where, like, he's he's in charge of all the food. He's, like, the number two man in the entire, all of the Egypt, right? And they come back, and they're like, <laughs> we want food. And he's like, well, you, what you did, you tried to kill me. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. So even those bad things that are in your mini fridge, God could take those experiences and use them for good if you give your heart to him. Amen. And that's how we do it. It's a good sermon, but also way longer than intended. I was going to say, <laughs> you get disqualified. DQ. But you still beat me because you had a 3.9. DQ. So you know, what, you know what I think when I think DQ? Salsa ice, ice cream. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. A blizzard. We did. Oh, <laughs> literally, we had one of those in Texas the other day. Not not, uh, mm. not the point. But anyway, that's, oh, that's, true. that's, that's, true. Our, uh, that's our segment here. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. And this is a game, kids, that you can play with your friends when you're like, you know, like most of you are going to be, I was going to say most of you are stuck on a bus for 24 hours. Here I am still thinking about old, old conferences. You're all at home in your PJs. <laughs> so if there's one person there with you and you're, you know, play the game with them. If not, get together with your small group and play it on Zoom because why the heck not? Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Not only are there full-length shows of this show that you are currently watching right now over on YouTube, but there's also a ton of other stuff. We have a bunch of fun videos where we go into some pop culture things. We've got magicians. We've got comedians. We've also got uh, full-length talks from myself, other professional speakers. So if you are enjoying the Seek Conference or you're just looking for a boost in your faith, head on over to YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic. Hit subscribe and check out some of those talks there. Thanks. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Olivia Eugene Harrison. And we have another segment that we like to do here on the show called Chicken Soup for the Schroll. <laughs> now, this is going to take a little bit of explanation. My usual demographic, people, you know, young adults, people my age, know about a book series from when we were kids called Chicken Soup for the Soul. If any of you college kids know it, it's probably, if you've gone to like somebody who's 30 years or older, it's probably a book sitting like on their toilet. Like it's a, it's around there sometimes. It's like explain chicken soup for the soul books to our to our people here, Olivia. Uh, it's just like lots of like the original. If anybody even has it, it's just great stories. Like really nice. It's almost like Hallmark as a book. You know what I mean? Like everything's happy in it. Every you know, there's nothing bad. It's all lovely and lo you know. So if you ever need to feel good about the world and humans, it's a book that you would go and read. You can read each story. In like a minute like it's really short so yeah it's not like right. a chapter you don't have to read it from cover to cover it's like oh i'm just gonna open it up and read this one little story about this little girl that got a dog that saved people from a fire i don't know like it's always like really sweet and like nice and i don't know <laughs> i've seen that movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they made that one into a movie. exactly probably um, yeah yeah just like you were saying Uplifting. like positive stories for if you're ever feeling down and like the reason we started this segment was because, I don't know about you guys, but for the last year, a lot of people have been feeling pretty yeah. down. So we're like, okay, my last name is Shroll. That kind of sounds like soul. So let's do the chicken <laughs> soup for the Shroll. Our version here on Forte Catholic of uh, positive, uplifting stories uh, from our lives. So again, we're keeping this college themed. So we're going to be talking again about our college experience and, and some positive stories. 
from from that point. So uh, my my first one needs a little bit of of backstory. So I grew up Catholic, grew up in the church, going to CCE. I mentioned earlier, like I was just bored out of my mind. Mass is the same thing over and over again. Our CCE classes, youth ministry classes, were so boring. And it wasn't until later in high school, going go to a conference just like the one that you're at now, that I finally realized, like, oh, like, you could be, like, a person of joy and, like, be Catholic. <laughs> like, that's pretty neat, right? So, like, I, I thought, like, being Catholic meant, like, you know, have to, like, oh, you had to, like, chant and be super silly and, and or, like, super, you know. Serious. The opposite yeah. of silly. Yeah. <laughs> not what we are. So, yeah. right, exactly. So, I, I uh. When I got into college, like I had a relationship with God. Like I really loved the church. I, I love church teaching. I love learning about it. I love scripture, but I didn't really have like a personal prayer life. Like I wasn't like I would go to mass and I'd like, go to adoration. Like during adoration, I would like I would, I would I went to adoration a lot. I would like read scriptures and like read devotionals, but like the sitting down, talking with God, having a conversation, and like silence has always been hard for me. I don't know if you've noticed, but <laughs> it, it just has. But like that relationship with God where where you know they they they're talking about it all the time at this conference, you know, like, oh yeah, you know. Like a personal relationship with God, to have conversations with Him. Sit, tell Him about your day, and then sit quietly and and listen. And uh, hopefully, He says something. He's never talked to me, but hopefully, He says something to you. Um, so it wasn't. It, so I was even like in campus ministry. I was helping with retreats. I was leading worship and all all this stuff. Right, like that's how I connected with God. But uh, after my freshman year. Uh, there was another, uh, at the time, young lady. She's super old like us now. <laughs> she actually lives right down the road. But she was like, hey, like we're starting this prayer group for people who like truly want to grow in their faith at this campus where they're trying to take it away from us. <laughs> you know, So, uh, so what, what we started doing is she, she was kind of the lead on this. She got together like a group. It was about five, six, five or six of us, usually about five every time we met. We met once a, once a week on Tuesday night at like way late, like 10 o'clock at night. And we would get together and we would just pray. Like every now and then we do a little bit of praise and worship, but like, we just kind of like round, what is it? Not roundhouse. That's a kick. Like round Robin pray, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, like pop, yeah, I would pray, yeah. she would pray, he would pray, he would pray. And like this praying together, like that was the first time that I was consistently like praying the things that were on my heart because we would pray for like we were crazy in college we'd pray for like you know like other people were drinking and going crazy totally with the wee hours in the morning we would pray until the wee hours in the morning <laughs> like multiple times we would have it like at my house and they'd get there at like 10 10 30 and we'd kind of chat and then we start praying at like 10 45 and they'd still be praying at like 12 15 i'm like i have practice at six i'm going to bed y'all get your y'all stay here lock a lot lock it on your way out right but a couple of things happened because of that. It's like one I learned like how important it is to like pray not just with the beautiful prayers that the church teaches us. Like that's where I was. I I knew how to say a rosary. I knew how to do lectio divina. I knew how to uh, go to mass, you know, obviously go to mass and like enter into mass. I knew how to go to adoration. I knew all that stuff, but it was like telling God what was on my heart, the good, bad, the ugly, the everything in between, right? Um I learned that through this group and it took somebody else inviting me into it, but it also took like the consistency of the group continuing to meet. But like, not only did we grow like spiritually through that and it, like we saw fruits of it, fruits of our prayer, but also like we grew as a, as a community, like when things got hard at on campus, cause we're all just kind of tired of fighting for our faith all the time. We could lean on each other 
and like we're still really really good friends uh to this day so just that was really special for me and like when i think of college it's one of the first things that i think about is that group of people praying really late into the wee hours in in my guest room at my house (laughs) i love that so you got to live in a house though that's kind of cool you got out of the door 100 (laughs) percent Yeah, yeah. I lived in the door my freshman year. And then you were done. And I heard things that I never want to hear. Again. So <laughs> I, I got out as quick as I could. That's awesome. No, I love that. Yeah, I have similar. I, I grew up in youth group. Uh, I think I kind of went into college with this big idea because I grew up in youth group. I started giving talks when I was 13 on retreats. And I wrote my first retreat when I was 18. So when I went off to college, you know, I was like really already into, you know, the whole Catholic scene and whatever that was. And there was this program and it's still around, but not every university has it, but it's called Awakening. And it's this big retreat program. And it came from Curcio, you know, which is the mothership of them all. And it was the, it's like the college Curcio or the college walk to Emmaus kind of a thing. And a lot of universities have it. And at Tech, it's called Raider Awakening. And I had heard about Awakening because I live in Houston and everybody goes to Texas A&M. So I'd heard about Aggie Awakening and Longhorn Awakening. You're getting a theme, right? Like it's like whatever. Tiger Awakening over in Louisiana. There's been an awakening. <laughs> Have you felt it? They do that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how you come. That wasn't God. That was uh, Snoke, by the way. Yeah, if you for people aware. who don't yeah. know. So um, I had been looking forward to awakening since literally since I was in eighth grade. So when I got to to college, I didn't like, I was so excited. I was like, yes, I get to go. You know, like I was like so pumped. I was probably there like early, like sign up or whatever. And it was totally my dream come true because it was 250 college kids on the like they're like I think there were 90 that were like on it as retreaters and then everybody else was staff and there's no adults like maybe a adult like like maybe one everybody else is like college kids and they put on this whole shindig it was so my jam like I was like this is like I just want to live here and I loved it so I became really like like, I mean, the awakening community was my life and I, it was just everything. And, and there's even stuff that you do after awakening called fourth day. And like, it just went on and on and on. And I loved it. And then my husband and I, at the time, he was my husband, we started a thing, like we started this whole ministry called the rock and they had it at A&M for a long time. Like both of the campuses had it for like almost 15 years. And so it just really like got into the space. Well, this is kind of a little bit of a sad story, but it gets happy because I know Taylor's going to get nervous. But when I was 21, okay, so this is entering my last year of college because I did it in three and a half years, I had got elected to be the MC for the conference, which is called Rector at Texas Tech for the fall semester. So it was going to be my last semester as an undergrad. I was going to be the rector, which means I'm on stage with a microphone, leading all 250 people, literally my dream. Is that where the word came from? Like, I don't uh, know. I'm, uh, I'm in charge. I'm the rector. I'm the rector. We got director. <laughs> <laughs> the director of the rector. Yeah, I don't know. Like at Tech, the, the rector is that person, but it can be different on different awakenings. But that's what we called it, rector. And then there was the coordinator who was like the one that was like type A that knew like what time we should do things and like, to like take baths, like all that, like normal things. I'm not good at that. Like, I'm not going to tell you when to eat. 
was this before shower? You have to say like they like kept up with the schedule. That's my job was to keep everybody okay, like, laughing. Okay, so keep it up with the schedule. Yeah, Get on see with the show. exactly. You would have been the coordinator. I would have been the yeah. So anyway, I was really excited. Well, in the spring, because you find out early. So in the spring, I got really sick, and I had to go into the hospital, and I had to have emergency surgery, kind of like with you. I was literally hours away from dying. I had a staph infection that was about to hit my bloodstream, and they had to remove it surgically. And so I was over like night in the hospital for a while, and my mom had to fly in from Houston, and it was like big drama, right? And I'm 21, and I'm like, the Super first thing job. I thought of, no, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, is like, I'm not gonna get to be rector, which is like not till October, and this is happening in like February. <laughs> One of the first things before my mom even got to town was I like came in from the recovery room, you know, cause like after surgery you have to recover. And I came in my room and it was filled with students. This is again before, you know, pandemics <laughs> when humans could go places. And the entire- It was really close to the Spanish It was, it was 1919. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we all still had our masks. Thanks Taylor for reminding me. Um, <laughs> And it was filled with like the entire student center, like kids I didn't even know, you know what I mean? And they all had like, like they all had signs and they all had like, they had the musicians, they were like singing like the dorky, like awakening songs, you know? And they had like all the things and like, they were all there. And it was, like I said, my mom wasn't even there. Like she couldn't get there fast enough, you know what I mean? Cause she was on an airplane. It was so cool. Like it was the first time I have goosebumps. Like it really was this beautiful thing of I, for the first time in my life, really understood the whole concept of community, especially Catholic community. And that was a really big moment for me. So see, it was a good story in the end, Taylor. It was, it was. And both of us has, has the theme of community. And here we are wrapping up the show uh, for this, you know, we're really excited to be invited to be part of the seat conference. And obviously this year is very different. Like people are watching this in, in small groups or alone. And like both of us talked about like communities that we found in college around faith things. Right. So I know a lot of, a lot of groups are, are watching this like as a small group, there are people watching it alone. And then there are people listening on the regular Forte Catholic feeds that are listening alone or with the families or whatever. Um, so my, my encouragement, especially for those of you guys at the at the conference, would be to like take this opportunity from Seek and what what is that quote unquote fourth day, the final the, the day after the conference? How are you going to be able to continue to grow in faith with the people on your campus, even if you're meeting virtually? Uh, how can you continue to grow to pray together? Because uh, that community is so important, and it, it was a huge part of of both of our experiences in college. Well, uh, Liv, thanks for being here today. Thank you, Taylor. We did it. We did. You, you made it, you made it through the show without doing anything that's going to scandalize the children. I'm, I'm very so happy proud. About that. <laughs> I'm proud of you too. So, uh, if you, if you are listening to this for the first time, first of all, thank you. We hope that you enjoyed it. Our goal is to bring the joy of the gospel to people. So like, uh, yes, like it's like the whole youth group thing, right? Like let's have some fun and then hopefully, uh, grow in our faith and, and, um, you know, find a little bit of nugget, uh, one or two nuggets on the way out. Um, so you can always subscribe to the show Forte Catholic wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. We have also got uh, uh, you know all kinds of other things to help you grow in your faith uh, there and at ForteCatholic.com. If you are uh, one of the women folk, especially you want to check out Liv's uh, podcast called Talk to Me with Liv Harrison wherever you wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, I am Taylor Schroll. You can find me on social media at Taylor Schroll anywhere. She is at the Liv Harrison. All that will be down in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for watching 
watching. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, God bless you all, especially those of you at the Seat Conference. I hope that you are having a tremendous week and growing closer to God. For those of you, our regular listeners, uh, thanks for being with us. God bless you, and I'll be back next week. Say it! Thank you guys so much for watching or listening to today's show. I truly, truly appreciate it, and I hope that you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making it. If you did, don't forget, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. Uh, we'd love to get connected with you guys on social media at Taylor Schroll or at Forte Catholic over on social media. God bless you guys, and I'll be back next week.